0: So last Christmas, this kid—he's a, I think he's a col- uh, sophomore in college. He was home on uh, at Christmas break, and it was actually Christmas Eve, and the family's getting ready to go to the—I don't know—the four o'clock mass. Maybe it was on Christmas Eve. Uh, the plan was uh, they'd go to the mass, and then they'd go to their cousins afterwards. So everybody's kind of getting ready for mass and uh, the kid is kind of just sitting watching TV. Doesn't appear to be getting ready. So the father says, come on, like we gotta get going. And uh, the kid says, I'm not not gonna go to the mass. Um, I'll meet you guys afterwards. The father's like, why aren't you gonna go to mass? He's thinking he must be going to a later mass or maybe the next morning. Uh, So the kid goes, no, I'm just, I'm not gonna go. And the father goes, why not? Um, and he just says, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to go. He's like, what are you talking about? It's Christmas. Like, of course we're going to go. And he goes, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm not going to go, Dad. And, uh, well, the father's upset and really I think more confused than upset. He also doesn't want to have a fight on Christmas Eve, so he just kind of lets it go until the day after Christmas, and he brings it up because he's concerned, like something's up, like this is not him. Um, so he says to him, like, what's going on? What, what was with Christmas Eve? And the kid just says, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't think I'm really, I don't think I really buy this anymore. I don't think I'm believing in this anymore. Um, and he goes, uh, Dad, like a virgin birth, resurrection from the dead. Do you ever think about that, Dad? Like, do you really believe that? Do you ever consider that maybe it was all made up? Like just another myth? And then he, he talks more. Like, he, the kid's got something to say he says to the father he explains a couple of things he he tells him about this literature course that he i guess took the semester before where they studied a lot about myths mythology read a lot of myths and he's just started to see things like oh my god this sounds this is like an ancient myth myth, myth it sounds just like the story of you know mary and jesus and joseph and Here's another one, and it's about miracles, it kind of sounds like it could be, you could change the names and places and it could be the Jesus story. So that's got him asking questions, and then he, uh, he took this, at the same time, he took this sociology class, which he said kind of dismissed the legitimacy of religion. Kind of just said, you know, religion was important before we had Science, religion answered questions that we didn't have answers to. Just we sort of connected it to God. But then once we kind of got smarter and science developed, it was like, we don't really need religion anymore. That was just a a weird substitute. Science is it, science is the truth. And then he talked about mass on campus. I guess on Sunday night they have a mass, and he said, it is so lame. He said, it just, um, they talk about thoroughly irrelevant stuff. The priest is like up in the clouds. They never know what he's talking about. Not a lot of people even at it. None of his friends, all of whom pretty much are Catholic, none of them are at it. So he went the first semester and just kind of stopped. And then, and I think this was the biggest, he said, he, this kid plays rugby. And a teammate's little little sister died this summer, or the, you know, the six months before, of cancer. So it was kind of like, you know, how did God let her die of cancer? She was like eleven. So it was kind of this, I think, like this perfect storm of reasons to doubt. Like it's really, it's all about science. Once you got science, you just don't need faith. You don't need religion. It's a myth. Could God, let? why would God let 11 year old kids die? I mean, Putin. <laughs> why is God letting that guy live? Nobody my age seems to buy this. Hey, you know what that kid was saying wasn't crazy. I mean, none of it was like crazy talk. It's actually very common. I mean, I don't think I need you to, I don't, you don't need me to tell you that. I mean, just look around. Look at some of the people in your life. I think that kid is like a, a poster child for our culture. Especially kids but not just kids they're not the only ones affected by the culture that kid is the culture we're living in here's I think almost some evidence to kind of prove what we already know stats statistics and studies and surveys that have come out in the last year and a half about religion and faith in this country I and mean, it's really scary stuff 50 years ago 3% of Americans said, I don't really believe in God. 3% said, no, no, no church, no religion. So 97% of the people in this country 50 years ago were like, yeah, I believe in God. Now, well, they all go to church all the time? No, but they totally believed in, in God, and on some level, practiced their faith. 3% didn't. You know what it is now? 25% a quarter of the culture a quarter of this country now says no 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 God certainly no religion in big doubts even uh, even about God in general with young people people under 30 it's 40% so four out of, four out of every ten kids you meet who were 25 year olds are like, no, no God. So that kid is, is the culture. We know that's, that was not an isolated conversation. It's a little troubling <laughs> on an Easter morning, isn't it? Maybe it's all a myth. Maybe this is all a myth, like the ones he studied. Did you see, if you're a Met fan, I suspect he did this on Friday, on Good Friday. They had the, uh, their home opener at Citi Field and they unveiled a statue of Tom Seaver. It's very cool, it's very, uh, very lifelike, very overdue, most, most people feel. You know, if, if you're a, a Met fan of a certain age, Friday was like a big deal. He was a I'm, a, I'm a little young, I mean, I remember Seaver, but he was kind of from a distance. But I love the Mets, so he was sort of like, even though I don't really remember too much of him playing, like, I loved him. He's the greatest Met there ever was. I mean, the Yankees have so much history, don't they? They have Monument Park, so much history. They need a park. The Mets need like a shoebox, you know? <laughs> Their history just isn't as big or as long or as great. Mike Piazza was there on Friday, Great Met, and he said, uh, Seaver was our royalty. It was really a great day. I was, you know, I was busy with Good Friday, but I was sort of like on the sneak watching it. I wish it wasn't on Good Friday for a lot of reasons. But it was a great day. It was the 75th anniversary of Jackie Robinson. 75 years ago on Friday, he broke into the Majors. He broke the color barrier. Everybody, everybody in the Majors wore number 42. What a tribute. His number's been retired. Like, no one can wear 42 anymore. Like, I, is there a greater honor? I mean, getting your number from your team retired is a big deal. Having every major league team say, no, no one will ever wear this number. It's like, we just want heroes, don't we? Like, I think it's just like something within us. We just got, that we're like wired for models and examples. I wanna be like that. I want to be as good as this person was. You know, there's a story about Jackie Robinson. Some of you, I'm sure, have heard it. It's interesting, it was uh, 1947, the year he broke in. And they said that his when he was on the road, visiting visiting teams, especially the first visits to each of these parks, it was awful. It was terrible, the way he was treated. Like it's, Hard to believe for us today, but it was disgraceful. These fans, these ignorant, sort of just bigoted people just hating him, because he was black. Anyway, they're in Cincinnati. It's the first time they're in Cincinnati, and uh, is before the game, and their fans are taunting him. Pee Wee Reese was the captain, and he was from uh, Kentucky. He was a southerner. In fact, he had a lot of people at the game in Cincinnati who were his, his people. And he's on the field too. And this is, again, it's before the game. And, and he's just screaming and cursing at him at Robinson. So Pee Wee Reese walked across the, 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 the diamond. And he stood and he talked to him, like in very much to be seen. You couldn't miss it. And then he put his arm around him. And he's just talking to him with his arm around him. And everybody saw it. And everybody knew what he was saying and doing, and apparently everybody quieted down, like he silenced this group of people. It's a great story, isn't it? If you saw the movie uh, 42, you know that, that that scene is in the movie. I have a book, like a kids' book. Um, it's it tells that story. I've read it to the kids in the school. But you know what? we're not even sure if it's a true story I hate to say that I hated that when I read that they don't really know if it happened like there's no there's kind of no evidence of it there's no photos from it there's a big statue in Coney Island of these two guys arm-in-arm but it may not have happened they say it could have happened when you looked at Jackie Robinson and Pee Wee Reese and and the context, yeah, it it could've and, and maybe it did, but maybe it didn't. Like, it might be kind of a myth. Robinson's not a myth, of course, it's a person, but maybe the story is, but that's okay. Myths are okay, myths are good. Myths point us to truth. They may not be literally true. What's being told may not have actually literally happened, but it communicates a truth. So say that story never happened. It's still a great story, and it still has truth to it. Go back to that college kid, the Christmas Eve college kid. He's being told from, like, different perspectives and different voices, that this Jesus thing is kind of a myth. Yeah, I mean, he was a real historical person. He lived, but most of what we are told about him is is mythological. Rising from the dead, that's mythology. Well, if it's mythology, what are we all doing here this morning? Like, we are wasting our time. You know, if it's a myth, this resurrection, then tell me why the apostles kept the myth going. Like, if it didn't happen, say, like, well, we know Good Friday happened, say, it all ended on Good Friday. <clears throat> There's no Holy Saturday. There's no Easter Sunday. There's no resurrection. Why did they keep it going? This, I don't know, this hoax, this lie. I mean, if I'm Peter, I left my life, I left my job, I left it all, and I followed this guy for three years, Led this, lived this really radical life, totally inspired by him, and then I, I witnessed this bloodbath on Good Friday. And I never saw him again. Say that's what happened. He didn't rise from the dead. Why am I still saying he did if I'm Peter? Well, maybe it's just to save face. I don't want to look like a fool. I gave up my job and my life to follow this guy, and he was a fraud. And my own ego is in the way. So maybe I'll just keep this little myth going. but he died. He died for the myth. He was crucified. He kept talking about Jesus. He kept talking about Easter, the risen Jesus. And they said, knock it off, the government. And he said, no. And they said, you don't stop what you're doing. It's not going to end well. And he was like, well, bring it on. And they did. Like, would you die for a Would you die for a myth? Would you die for something that didn't happen? And Maybe you say, okay, well, yeah, he, he did. By the way, so do the other remaining or nine or 10 apostles. They were all murdered too for telling the world that no, no, this guy rose from the dead. I mean, that just didn't make a lot of sense to me. If a thing is fake, if it's not real, but you know what, it would have died out after that, wouldn't have? Like just, just give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's all fake. So at the end of Peter's life, and the end of the other apostles' lives, for whatever reason, they kept the lie going and gave up their lives because of it. It, would, it wouldn't have died then. It continued, it continues. People continue to die for Jesus. You know, in the 20th century, There were more Christian martyrs in the 20th century than the previous 19 combined. So it didn't end around the year 100. Like, it continues to today. How could that be? It doesn't make sense, you know. People don't die for mythical figures. Nobody dies for Luke Skywalker. Nobody dies, I'm gonna give up my life for Frodo or Gandalf. Like Nobody's gonna die for them. You don't die for a myth. You know, I was talking about statistics before. Here's a few more that are troubling about young people today and their mental health. It's scary. The Surgeon General came out with this not that long ago. He Talked that they, they, they surveyed kids. Grade school and high school and hopelessness. Feelings of sadness, feelings of, of despair. Well, on one level, come on, what, every, every teenager at times feels kind of sad and, and maybe even hopeless. But this is like persistent and serious. It's increased 40% in the last 15 years. So like one in three teenagers you see is like, kind of struggling in kind of big ways with hopelessness. And then the suicide stats are worse. And this is all, these were all pre-COVID. They say it's only gotten worse since COVID. It's interesting. Look at those sets of stats. Faith goes down and hopelessness goes up. Now, do you think maybe there's a connection? Do you think maybe one is impacting the other? If I don't see God, if I don't believe that there's, there's life beyond this moment, even life beyond this world, I don't know, I, I think I might get a little hopeless at times. I don't think you need to be like a, a genius to kind of connect these dots. And that kid, that Christmas Eve college kid, those questions he's asking, they're legitimate questions. They can't all be answered. The church doesn't have all the answers. Why is letting Putin continue to do what he's doing? I mean we don't know so they're valid questions they're honest and he's a good kid but he's also being fed a lie the culture he lives in is feeding him a lie Jesus was a good person But he was a myth. No, that's a myth. And our job is to leave this church and bust it.